Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We're your hosts, James and Anthony. Today's episode, we will be discussing Stranger Things 4, Volume 2. Hello, hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Let's get into Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2, which just dropped. We woke up at 6 a.m. to watch both episodes, which is four hours of content, and it blew us away. I loved it. I thought it was a great ending chapter, to, two chapters to the series so far. The Season 4 has been excellent. Production's been off the charts. Uh, Netflix crashed in the middle of the night last night while people were streaming it, so I'm glad I didn't stay up till we didn't stay up till 4:30 a.m. to watch these. But um, we want to get an episode done up as soon as possible for all of you, and we know you, some of you, are working and you're waiting to get home. But we want to get this up as soon as possible. And I loved so much about the final two episodes. I thought they were probably the funniest episodes. This the last episode was hilarious. So many great funny moments, some great horror going on. I thought some of my favorite parts were things like seeing Vecna's vision and plan, not just hearing it, but to see his vision of taking over the entire right side up with the upside down. Uh, we had some great references to past horror movies, obviously like Halloween with the Mike Myers mask, which was very funny, but also Vecna warning, spoiler warnings, Vecna disappearing after the end, after he gets shot, just like Mike, Mike Myers, Myers, the decaying flower at the end, like E.T. So, so many great horror references as well as amazing moments. Some pro, some disappointments for me personally, but I think they did a great job tying all these storylines together. Yeah, it was it was a great finale. I thought it was a terrific ending for the season, and I'm very excited to see where season five is going to take us because the scope is getting a lot bigger. Finally, the upside down is not just teasing its way into the the right side up; it's fully there and it's affecting everything. I, I love the ending of the fil- of the uh, of the series of this uh, last episode in particular. I thought it was. Terrific. The final shot with Elle and the kids and everyone there. And that Hawkins just like burning in the distance from those huge cracks, those caverns that have been opened up. I thought it was a terrific conclusion. And they're... They killed Eddie! I know, I'm so disappointed! I can't believe it! You know, I I knew that... I guess that tweet was just throwing everybody off. I I hope hope they bring me back for season five. Uh, Quinn, when he tweeted it in real life. But obviously, that was clever. He threw (sighs) everyone off the scent. Everyone was wrong. I knew he was going to die when he said, like, we don't look like heroes. And then I'm like, oh, that means he's going to die a hero. Man, I I thought they were going to step outside of their typical uh, trajectory and kill a main lead. They still haven't done that yet. They so. almost did. Yeah, they almost did. They almost took out they Max. Could, they couldn't even let Max die. When Max and her, her limbs were breaking, I'm like, they're killing Max! Like, I screamed I was it. like, no way! No way! <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I I was hoping that a lead cast member would die. Uh, what kind of person are yeah, you? Well, they said it was going to be like Game of Thrones. They totally lied. Yeah. It's <laughs> really just the storylines. Completely <laughs> lied. <laughs> the Game of Thrones, no one's safe. Um, And so I, I think it... I would have liked to see a main character die, and I Eddie was my favorite new character. Argyle was great too, but uh, I I loved Eddie. He was such a scene stealer, and so to see him die, it's, it's again a new person in the cast. They're the ones who die. It was 
a little disappointed to see him go so soon. Well, since we're on disappointing things, let's go over those real quick. How I else were you disappointed? So Eddie's death, I was super bummed by. Yeah. But obviously, that's what, that's a great part of a show like this, is yeah. their Game of Thrones style yeah, yeah. Uh, season. Time was never addressed in yeah. the final two chapters. I, I was thought, totally wrong. I thought time would I be a so significant wrong. theme going on, but it really wasn't. And then obviously, I'm sorry. I thought I was. I thought I had it nail on the head. You're like, oh, time grandfather travel. paradox. Time the clock. Travel. The grandfather clock is the glyph. Grandfather paradox. Because you're like, why else would they have so much significance with the clock being a grandfather? I think clock. just ticking clock is in the four chimes is what it was. I think it's just yeah. a fun thing that they were doing to connect Vecna to humanity. So I, guess, I was, uh, I was way off. So I was, I, I was no, so I wrong. thought that there'd be more to do with time, mm-hmm. but I guess not. Obviously, that means the guidance counselor and her necklace that was just probably throwing people off to create just it's, fun. It's clever. It's for people who go crazy yeah. on Twitter and make theories, and it's free advertising. I, I feel like Will again was just so sidelined in these final two episodes. The kid hardly did anything. At least Mike got some more stuff going on. He he was revealed as having <clears throat> he's the heart of the group. You know, yeah. I liked when Will showed the painting finally to Mike that L had commissioned for him to do. And it's an emotional scene because, you know, Will is saying all these things about what Elle thinks of Mike, but really it's also what he thinks of Mike and how he feels about Mike. He, he can't really confess to his best friend that it seems like he's in love with him and it's something that he's just going to have to live with that Mike probably won't have the reciprocal feelings, which is really sad. But still, Mike was otherwise just sidelined the whole time. You and mean like, Will? I mean, sorry, yeah. Will was sidelined for the, the whole second yeah, yeah, two yeah. chapters, two two episodes. He was just, he was just stirring water. I forgot he was in the episode. <laughs> then he turned the hose on to fill up the pizza freezer. I'm like, oh, yeah, Will's in this episode. Where Where's he been? This poor kid. And then finally, the end of the episode, he gets the tingling on the back of his neck. And finally, maybe he'll be more in season five. Now they're, they're all together. It seems like he'll be uh, an insight into uh, Vecna and the Upside Down. For sure, uh, it's kind of like that. That happened to him in season two. I'd say a lot with the prickling on his neck and having feelings and experiencing hallucinations of the upside down. So I'm sure we'll get more of that in season five. But I thought the uh, uh, what else were you disappointed by? Um, you have the, a list. The right? parents. Uh-huh. I thought they're the parents are gonna do stuff because yeah, they you're ended. Wrong too. They ended episode seven with like the shot of the parents like we gotta find our kids and we gotta we gotta help them. They they don't show up really until like they get to Hawkins after yeah, the yeah, supposed yeah. earthquake yeah. happens. So I thought the Wheelers and and the Sinclairs and stuff were gonna get involved with finding their kids uh-huh. and the Satanic Fury was gonna be much more of a plot. But it seems like they had a bunch of stuff shot and storylines planned, but they probably cut a bunch of stuff out because Jason just kind of went from. Being like riling up the town to just being out of his mind and like on his like, own, like yeah. And like oh yeah, and it very was like violent. A, there were like people leaving all over the place to hunt the kids. Yeah, so you're right. That, I they forgot they about never that. really touched on that. There was like the, the whole, whole town. town. Yeah, aside from oh, the guy walking right. his dog. I so I'm guessing they shot a bunch of stuff, but they had to make cuts to the storyline, mm-hmm. and then they just went with Jason being just like the only one of this entire community hunting the. The Hellfire Club, when I thought that was going to be a major part of yeah. of part two, which is fine, but I think drastically it shows like a crazy drastic change in Jason's character because even though he was riling everybody up, he still he wasn't like a, an emotional wreck like he was in this season in the last two episodes, like kind of yeah, on yeah. a dime buying the guns and everything, but still a, a really solid antagonist. Great I lo- death! I love his death, death, getting split Amazing. open in half. He deserved the that hell was out- awesome. Deserved the hell out of that. But I was I was surprised there was hardly any, any of the Satanic Fury and the community like. Try like with pitchforks looking for the yeah, Hellfire yeah. Club. Maybe they filmed like like you said a ton of stuff, but it wouldn't have worked out with the pacing. Maybe the episode just got so inflated and it was just like 
this storyline's not that important. Yeah, we don't yeah. need it. Let's cut it out. And also, just to stay on Eddie, I'm just disappointed that his memory will be tainted forever, even though he's a hero and he helped save yeah. Hawkins and helped hopefully save the world. His memory will always be tainted as the guy who was, like, the main suspect in these supposed satanic murders. Yeah, I don't see how they could ever uh, change the public opinion about him. Yeah, in the, the court of public opinion yeah. can't. But, I mean, maybe it's for the best that he's dead because how do you address that and, like, how do you change the entire community that, like, Maybe they can figure guy? it out. Yeah. Who knows? Because now they believe that he opened a portal to hell, uh-huh. which is interesting. But aside from that, the entire last two episodes had so many great moments that and, I loved. And the last episode had a lot of Vecna, which I really enjoyed. I loved the reveal of how the Upside Down was this place that he helped. It was there, but then he helped basically shape it into what it is to this day. And the Mind Flare was his creation as well. He took that, you know, cloud of energy, whatever it is, the they particles. They call it the particles. particles. It's very similar to if you've seen the show Dark. It looks a lot like the... Uh-huh. The, the the black hole mass in dark the the swirsh, swirling uh-huh. of like black mass got from it. space and then that's how the mind flayer got its spider shape because he always had a fascination and a kinship with spiders as a kid little henry yeah little Play with little, spiders little henry. Jars. black widows yeah like no no big deal so that's how i love the reveal i love how the upside down looked at first it looked like just like it reminded me kind of like um the King Kong movie that just came out, they had like that lair in the, underneath the Earth's crust. Yeah, yeah. It, like or it's kind of like Journey to the Center yeah, of the exactly, Earth. Yeah, like an environment like that. And then he basically turned it into what it is now. I really like that. And I like how I thought that the lightning, him going through the lightning storm, that, that was what's going to create his the look that we know him as. It, but the volume one ended and it cut with him like flying through the air. Uh, and I like how when he's walking around in the upside down at first, he's still got like his clothes and he's not fully just like super monstrous. He's, he's like just half up. burned. So he basically did that to himself, which I really liked. And I like how Elle was like, you're not a monster, Henry. Dr. Brenner, Papa was a monster. He's like, no, you're, I'm, I'm, nah, a kid, I'm a monster. I'm a monster. <laughs> monster. Check, check me out. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean I'm not a monster? I keep killing kids. I did this. You see this? I did this. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, it's great to get more Vecna. They, it was smart to open the eighth episode, Papa, with Vecna. And then we don't see Vecna for like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. And then uh, the second half, really, of episode nine, which was called The Piggyback, that's when Vecna shows up. And like you said, he is all over the screen. The great practical effects and costume and wardrobe was there. So it looked really great. And he has some great moments. Like when he's talking about discovering the Upside Down after being accidentally sent there by Ellie. He's like, this, I'm an ex- I was an explorer of a realm unspoiled by mankind. Found that particle, like you said, and created and created everything. And we find out he's been behind everything that's happened in Hawkins, the possession of Will, which hopefully means that Will will have a lot to do in season five because that means he's been connected with them yeah. the whole time. Now that Will's back in Hawkins, it's he's like Harry and Voldemort. Yeah, he's starting to feel that connection because I always thought that was a great part of the show. But you're right; it was good to what we talked about last episode, bouncing to Max being the one possessed, giving Will a break for the story. Yeah, and they did an excellent job balancing out all of the characters and. Their plots because there's like three main plots going on. There's the uh, the LA kids going to the lab, then L and the doctors, and then well actually then, then there's four, four four really, and then the older kids in Dustin and and then you have the adults in Russia, and they did a good job balancing out all four threads. Like and it's not like it's two minutes here, two minutes here bouncing around. They each got like a chunk of like it's eight minutes to ten minutes for each group, and I liked how we got a, long scenes with each group cut between each other rather than quick cutting and it wasn't overwhelming i think it easily could have been overwhelming with so much going on but the duffers did a great job of keeping us balanced um understanding what everyone's doing where everyone is located and an overall story arc that everyone's working towards and it's interesting how 
no no group knows what the other group's doing, but they're all working towards the same goal. I yeah. really like that too. Yeah, so they, really they did a cool. great job with all of these ensemble characters. Versus having like a big reunion for a final fight, it was actually everyone was separated still, mm. but all working together for the same goal to eventually help L stop Vecna and one. And so let's stay on the California kids who eventually find L in the desert after Argyle sees those tr- those tracks and they find him. <laughs> but then there's Sullivan. Is he like a, a colonel or, or a major or or I can't remember, general or something. something. He comes and attacks the compound. But the compound sequences are, are solid with L where I liked how they turn Brenner into like a ambiguous villain again where he tries to trap L to keep her there because he doesn't think she's ready where – but like Owens is like, there's no point. Like, what if what if we don't get to hit before he hits the world? We have to fight back. And like you said, this isn't a prison, and she has a, a choice. And then he drugs her. But then I love the sequence where she destroys the helicopter. Yeah, it at was the great. same time as the pizza kids showing up. And I'm also that was glad- all practical. Yeah, they really blew that shit up. You that, could tell it looked pretty yeah. solid. And I love how they killed Brenner. That guy yeah. deserved to when die. When he got shot in the chest, I was like, finally. I was hoping that <laughs> she, I was hoping that she'd just rip his head off. <laughs> no, she's not a monster. I know, I know. Yeah. But she probably would have. But I'm glad he's gone because I he's been a solid character. But I think we need to cut the cord with with Brenner. No more yeah. going back in Elle's memories. No more going back in her past to the Hawkins lab. Let's just go forward without Brenner no anymore. Brenner. I think so, I think that was the right move as well to get rid of him. And probably not having her killer is the best decision. Yeah, but it was great when she finally gets reunited with Mike and Will and Argyle. And Argyle is so funny in this in this last two episodes, comic relief for sure. And then it's just great, like, going to the other Surfer Boy shop and, like, seeing the other guy who works there is just like Argyle. Mm-hmm. They give him the joint for the pizza place and making the the mind battle uh, <laughs> bath for her to fight in, in the yeah. pizza freezer. He's like, mind battle in a pizza freezer. This is epic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it My dudes. It was terrific. <laughs> it was very funny. And but we were all we were wrong about all of our predictions. That's what's funny about the season. Yeah, I also really like. I call them Team Rambo. So this is the older kids. So Steve, Robin, Nancy, then Dustin and Eddie. Yeah, Robin looks like a green beret with yeah. the hat. But they just gear up at the uh, the the arms warehouse, and then they go into the upside down with this this plan. And you know they have they have a plan where Max is going to draw Vecna into her like a trick to try to pull her. She's gonna try to get them enough time to chop his head off or whatever they're gonna try to do to him while he's in a trance, like because they realize that. They know L's weakness, which means he has the same weaknesses, which means when he's in a trance possessing somebody using his psychic powers, he is completely vulnerable and has no protection besides his bats. So Eddie and Dustin have to draw the bats away. We finally got Eddie rocking guitar in yeah. the Upside Down. It was That was my maybe my favorite part of Metallica. the season is playing Metallica, just ripping guitar and the bats coming after him. It was so metal, bro. Master of Puppets. It was so cool. It was great, yeah. And it was just playing the song while Max is going through the house and everything's going on and the kids are going and then the... They have the other plan with with um, Robin, Nancy, and Steve, where they have to sneak into the Creel house in the Upside Down. So it's so fun. It was, and it, Steve it was didn't die. Steve didn't die. Everyone was saying Steve was going to die. All the tw- that all was the big rumor. Like so Steve's many tweets dying. were like, "If you touch a hair on Steve Harrington's head, Netflix, I will kill you." I didn't think he was. <laughs> I never thought he was in danger. I thought Nancy was in danger because of them building up their connection again. And I thought like, "Oh, I don't think you can kill Nancy off. Yeah, I, I think she's too important." That's why I thought killing her off would be the smart move. She is clearly the leader of the team. She definitely isn't. Well, was until I, I would say now Hopper will probably be the leader of the team now yeah, that Hop- everyone's Hopper reunited. Over, yeah. But she was in charge really, and they all took orders from her, which was really great to see. Like when they're in the RV and she's like. Like, everyone, what are your parts to play? And they're like, all right, Nancy, you're in charge. What should we do next? So yeah, she's yeah. the leader, which is good because you need to have a leader in a moment like this. Yeah, it's, it's terrific. And I, I I thought it was a good plan. I thought it was excellent when the kids were in the, the murder house and communicating with the lights. 
And I, I, I really enjoyed that entire episode. And it was a solid plan. Ultimately, uh, nobody was strong enough. And Elle clearly wasn't strong enough to take on Vecna completely up until she got the, the connection of, of love with Mike to gain an upper hand on Vecna. But still, Vecna is not even close to being destroyed. And, and his plan still worked. That's what I liked about the season is that they lost and they didn't win. And even though Elle showed up at the end and we thought she did what she usually does, she ended up failing and Vecna did exactly what he wanted to do. And I, I, that's what I liked about the season is they tear, they turn the tables on us and the they duff- flipped it upside, upside down. down. Oh! <laughs> but the Duffers need to do that to keep the show interesting, to keep us on our toes, to not give us the same thing that, We'd expect to see. Yeah, we so, can't have another season where there are gates kind of open. Yeah, like oh, they're gonna let's close. just open the fucking gates. Let's, let's open them all it up. up. Let's let's and it's go. It's a big ass gate. Let's it's go. a huge gate. <laughs> <laughs> so once the gates started opening up, and uh, I was like, oh, let's go, let's do this. And so when the the cracks in the earth started pouring across like that river and across town, uh, through Jason's fucking body, <laughs> melting <laughs> that him, was crazy. I thought it was terrific. He's like waking up. He's like, what's going yeah. on? Oh my god. <laughs> And when it was opening up, I was like, there's no way they're going to close this up. And there's no turning back. Like, this is it. And I was already imagining, like, the next series, the next season is, like, are they going to be combating, like, monsters on a regular basis? Is, like, are these animals and creatures going to be running amok all over the area? So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with it. But I will say, after the huge crack opened up, like, two days passed by. And I was like, is the crack still there? I, I wasn't sure if it was, like, closed or not. Because, like, there, nothing really happened until the final shot revealing, revealing the crack of the town. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With all the fire and lava. It seemed like it opened up, thing, then just, like, closed, kind yeah. of. But then now it's finally opening yeah. up and starting everything's starting to come out. Yeah, so I was a little confused in the last ten minutes. I was like, oh, what about the giant crevice, like, the three-mile crevice that just opened up? So that was a little confusing the last, like, 15 minutes. And then we get the final reveal of... It being open and there's flames everywhere. We could probably assume that Vecna was just waiting to get some strength back to, to just finally like, attack. Yeah, and like unleash his army of. You're what, probably right. Whatever. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Um, the Soviet team was also super entertaining because it's it's we have uh, Hopper, Joyce, uh, Yuri, and then Murray, Mur- Murray, and then what's his Enzo? Enzo, yeah. So and Yuri was super funny still, and he's trying to thwart their plan of getting away. He has a helicopter. And he's trying to stall the time for time and takes the spark plug, takes the spark plug or whatever that was out of the uh, engine of the helicopter. Some great lines too, but um, I think Yuri was super funny and he had a, a character bu- building moment where we learned some backstory from Enzo that like. I heard that the peanut butter smuggler was once a hero in battle. <laughs> He's like, where is that? Where is that, Yuri? And then Yuri, you know, he becomes a hero at the end. And even though he doesn't save them, he ch- has a change of heart and he gets them to America, which is a great moment for Yuri because I like Yuri, the character, a lot. He's a scumbag. But I think that there was so much potential there for him to, you know, save the day kind of. Yeah. yeah. And then and then Joyce. And they and need him. Yeah. Joyce and Hopper finally made out. Oh, man. Time. I thought they were going to get it, man. Like, get it all to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, the world's about to end and you're trying to get back. I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to hey, do. He's been in prison, man. <laughs> that was a cute moment. He's talking about the lasagna. Yeah. She's, she's like, what about after dessert? Use your imagination. I'm like, oh, damn, Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I was, I was thinking that I would drive home and then I'd go to bed. <laughs> she's like, and then after bed? <laughs> Probably wake up and go, go to work. Go to work. Yeah. What, what, Hopper, I don't think you see what I'm saying. <laughs> But it was, it was nice to finally get them to kiss. And, you know, that's something that we've been waiting finally, for a long yeah. time. It's interesting. There's so many, like, almost couples now 
that even like J- even uh, Jonathan and Nancy are kind of like up in the air, sort of. And then yeah. Robin, she lost her crush and found out she had a boyfriend. But obviously, at the end of this of the last episode. They broke up, and they seem to both have crushes on each other, which is very cute. She that made... girl seems to be a reference to um, Mo- Molly, Molly Ringwald. Ringwald. Yeah, yeah 100%. same hair, outfits. 100% yeah. looks like her, too. Yeah. And then also we have Mike and Eleven that are kind of like getting back together as well, which was very cute. So lots of like couples going on, but like none that are like really Well, Lucas of... and Max were like uh, Same thing. Also, Lucas yeah. and Max also kind of rekindling, rekindling. their thing. So yeah. it seems like season five. That was maybe... very cute when they were writing notes to each that other. That was an adorable was scene. Cute. And she, he's like, movies this Friday? And she draws the photo of them at the movies. Aww. I was like, oh my goodness. And then it's hung up in the hospital. Very, very he's touching. reading to her. Oh, man. And then so Dustin sweet. and Eddie. Oh, man. So lots of couples that could have been, and yeah. Dustin and Eddie. Eddie's dead, which is Eddie's too bad. dead. <laughs> I'm so sad, man. I'm really sad because I would have been like, just keep riding your bike, dude. Yeah, <laughs> just keep riding. <laughs> you were running away. You were. Well, I guess the, there's no. I mean, him surviving that situation would have been pretty ridiculous. It yeah. was like a thousand bats. Yeah, like they they had to kill him. Yeah, but man. But there were so many other great scenes that I love. Like them gearing up was a lot of fun. Like mm-hmm. building the weapons and the. The trash can shields with night with the uh, nails in them and the the daggers at the ends of the of the spears were super cool. And yeah, then, like when Dustin and Eddie are stabbing the bats in the ceiling, they're just screaming and stabbing. Yeah. It was, <laughs> they were I was cracking was up watching that. It was that, so that was funny. super fun. That was really great. Um, Nancy with the shotgun sawing it off, which is a felony. We uh, we have in that conversation that and, creepy conversation with Jason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that guy is psycho. But I, I like how uh, Nancy got the vision of Vecna. Vecna showed her her his vision of what's going to happen he's like i want you to show 11 this because exposition needs it <laughs> <laughs> and she reveals that there's going to be an army of monsters there are four gates that are going to spread across hawkins our hawkins is not the upside down hawkins he's going to take over our world four kills four gates like the end of the world so four chimes it's like kind of like a spell that vecna is doing to in, in order to open <clears throat> Completely open up the upside down to the right side up is he needs the four kills. Max is the fourth kill, which he achieves even though we think Eleven's about to beat him. But Max dies, which opens the fourth gate and creates the giant cracks. But then we learn that Eleven has another untapped power that she's never used before, bringing Max back from the dead even though she's still in a coma. It's pretty crazy that like what Mike was yelling to her, like, you're a superhero. You can move mountains. You can fly. You can do anything. It's pretty badass that she was able to bring somebody back from the dead. Maybe next season she will fly like a superhero. I bet she will fly. I, bet I, she I will. want that. She's going to be full on Neo. That would be so cool. I thought she was going to end up flying by the end of the season once, too. It, once it was teased um, or in, in the uh, volume one, volume two, episode one. Um, so who said it? Brenner said it? Brenner said she could fly in the lab. That was the first hint at it. And then I was like, oh, is she going to fly to fight Vecna? But it was kind of like a metaphorical way of saying it. Like yeah, she needs I, I to took fly. it too literally. Yeah, but maybe. I, but I mean, that's the second reference to her say, people saying she can fly. So maybe she will eventually. I bet she flies. I think. That well, we, that's the thing that the my one thing that has always driven me crazy about telekinetic movies and characters, like people who have telekinesis and that, that superpower, they never fly. But like, if you can move a freaking mountain, if you can lift Nina up, if, if, 10, you, yeah, if you can lift a ten thousand piece of metal up. That means you can easily like just propel yourself forward, and yeah. you never see that in any um, sec- telekinetic movies. Yeah, you're right. That's, all, that's something that's always been like, why can't, why don't they ever just fly? So it would make sense that L could fly. Like Jane and X Men should just be flying around. Yeah, everywhere. exactly, hundred percent. You should just be able to propel yourself to do anything. Yeah, yeah. I get that, man. I have the same so, feeling. Yeah, I've, it's always grinding my gears. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I this think made up power yeah. <laughs> pisses <laughs> me off. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I think Elle will fly in season five. I think so too. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's see. So, so many other great things happen in this in this final two seasons. I also I like the uh, two the, episodes. I like the finale, the last fifteen minutes, um, the cathartic moments. Uh, the gang reunites. Uh, it's bittersweet as well because we've lost Eddie, uh, but I think it was terrific seeing everyone get back together. Hopper. Walking into Elle's room, she left her door open three inches. It's super sweet. And all the fat jokes are yeah, so funny yeah, about yeah, Hopper. He's, yeah. like, he's like, I needed to lose weight. Yeah. I was cracking you up. Shrank. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was very sweet to ha- see everyone back together. Uh, because it, it Hopper being in Russia and then Joyce being uh, on her journey to find him, uh, they were separate from everyone else. And that was something that was like, oh, I hope they reunite. I really hope they reunite. And once the gang's back together... Everything seems much better moving forward with them all united. I think one of the coolest moments was when Hopper fought the Demogorgon and he picked up the sword, yeah. which was really cool. And it's kind of like a full circle moment for David Harbour because he was a huge War of War- World of Warcraft player and fan. Oh, really? So he was obsessed with that game in like the early 2000s while he was like a struggling actor. And he kind of had a... Like a moment of a, a moment of clarity where like what am I, I'm wasting my time I should be like getting acting gigs right now but he was like obsessed with World of Warcraft so I bet you that was full circle for him to like he played a character fighting monsters and he's actually fighting a monster with a sword right now so that was probably really cool for him but it, that was an awesome scene he picks up the sword I'm like let's go I wonder if that's uh, a World of Warcraft sword that they had for the Maybe. prop. Maybe, because those are the swords that the Soviet uh, inmates for, were yeah. using whenever they were getting killed by the uh, <laughs> Demogorgons. But still, the, the Russian prison sequences were really cool because of the Soviet prison, I mean, where they escaped, this amazing escape, and then they're like, oh, crap, we got to go back. We got to mm. destroy that particle. And Murray's like, you want to break back into the prison <laughs> that we just narrowly escaped? And it's been overrun by the Demogorgons and the monsters because the Soviets were testing and, and keeping them in the laboratory and... And just running experiments on the Demogorgons and the monsters from the Upside Down. But they yeah. needed to kill the black mass, the particles, which went inside the Demogorgons and monsters. And they had to light them all up on fire. Which Murray was- just, I love Murray. He's so funny. He and he's just like with the flame. They're like, ah! <laughs> just like Rick Dalton. What's funny about Murray is he's turned more into Yuri. Like yeah. his characters like went crazier like over the yeah. deep end like Yuri was. He's, he's, I think he's been a terrific addition to the cast. Yeah, him and Yuri are super fun. And I like Enzo. So I hope Enzo becomes a major player because he wasn't really he wasn't there at the reunion right no so but i'm well i'm sure he'll be back in yeah they didn't five. they didn't show what happened to the russians after the fact because murray's probably with them yeah they, they maybe they went back to soviet union too oh, I, I doubt it they're not welcome there they're traitors yeah they yeah they they're probably traitors. all in america because you oh yeah you right. flew them they'll, there yeah oh yeah they'll definitely be back then so we'll see a faceless man again but i thought it was also really clever to just figure out a way you can't get them all together the the california kids and elder in the middle of the desert in like new mexico or arizona whichever state they're in and then, then the other crews stuck in Soviet Union get them all to work together for the same goal wherever they are. And the the mind battles with Eleven was really cool. I thought that was a way, a great way to get Eleven into the sequences with Vecna and Max and the other crew and to have the battles with Vecna. I thought that was really clever and smart. And it was 
it, there are a lot of connections to the first season in this season. Yeah. And putting L in in another tub, the kids doing it, harkens back to them doing it in the gymnasium at the school uh, in the first season. So I, I, the Duffers did a terrific job of using some of the favorite moments from the past into the season. And I think these two episodes were more fun than the first seven. Not that like I want every episode to just be super fun, but they were all, in terms in terms of the great horror, so many great comedic el- moments and so many just touching moments. I think like the Hawaiian pizza scene was really cute and, and, yeah. and endearing and really just got you connected with the characters again. I think some some scenes sort of dragged a little bit when they have so many of these like relationships that they're still constantly patching up and they yeah, yeah. it kind of drags on like every time a bunch of monologues. Every time the cu- the couples are together they're going to like, "Oh, let's take a beat and just like talk about." It. Like the world's ending, like <laughs> keep put this stuff on hold for a second, but I get it. It's a it's a teen show, you know, this is what it is. It's a it's a drama it's an everyone comedy show. It's a it's a horror they're show. They're just teens in it. So there's always love and romances, but I I love it obviously, but sometimes it's like can we speed this up? James a little bit? hates speed love. A little bit, a little bit. He hates love. Hey, they managed to drag it out for four hours of content. But I, I know what you mean because the first seven episodes they were just setting up this entire conclusion, and so this this whole two episodes was just basically a giant third act, you could say. Yeah. So everything was like a penultimate, uh, impending, inciting incident, inciting incident, uh, building up to the final finale and then the, the last two episodes were the finale and then the nancy i mean the nancy steve and jonathan love triangle is just getting more complicated yeah. because steve basically admitted that he's still in love with nancy while they're in the upside down he tells a story in the rv about like the fantasy he has about having a bunch of harrington's and they like just park it around the, the united states on summer breaks on vacations and then he tells her in the upside down that she was part of that fantasy and is part of it, and he's still in love with her. But then Jonathan comes back, and they're finally Nancy and Jonathan finally reunite. And, they never broke up, so they're still a couple. And Steve yeah. just like I felt bad for him for a little bit. I'm like, oh, poor Steve. And then Nancy tells and when Jonathan has like a snide remark about Steve, and then Nancy defends him and says, "Well, Steve's grown up a lot." Yeah, that was like, oh, he's like, are we okay? She's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're okay. fine. Yeah, we're f- we're fine. Don't ever the word fine does not mean fine. Uh, yeah, that I, does when not. When I say fine, I'm not fine. Yeah, I, I'm lying. The as word well. fine does not. mean She doesn't fine. say fine. I know. But, yeah, yeah. But it was it was the an, tone. Yeah, the, the hesitation. Tone. Yeah. So the love triangle with them is just even more complex now because Steve again just admitted that he's still in love with Nancy. Yeah. What's gonna happen in season five? Yeah. Exactly. But also, I mean, Jonathan in the earlier in this season said he wanted to break up with Nancy. So, so that Nancy, so that he didn't hold Nancy yeah, back. Yeah. But like the world's ending. So I guess, yeah. It so matter. it's like, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. Berkeley can wait. Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to go into art school. Well, <laughs> there are monsters running around the entire country. <laughs> I want, yeah. I hope this next season is just like full on, just like battles and monsters attacking and just like t- gaining land and territory around the area. Yeah. And it looks like we're definitely going to have to get a huge military presence in the, in the new season Probably. as well to be able to combat what's going on. So we're probably going to see a lot more military, more military figures, um, probably stubbornly being like, we can handle this. And then the kids would be like, Elle's got this. So it'll be, I'm sure there'll be conflict between them, but there's going to be a big military presence in the next one. Yeah. And there's a lot of great acting in this, these last two episodes. Sadie Sink was tremendous. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown was excellent as 11. Noah Schnapp, he had a couple of good scenes. Unfortunately, I wish he was in more, but he had that great monologue to Mike. Um, in the back of the, the heart the, monologue in, in the van, yeah. which was really great, and you could see like this kid's one of the most talented actors on the show for sure. Sadie Sink was great; she had some great monologues as well as when she's trying to bait um, Vecna. It's not working. Then she goes into her personal feelings about feeling suicidal and the mental health she's suffering from from losing Billy, but also growing up with Billy and wanting to kill her, him and 
trying to entice Vecna back into her mind with real feelings and emotionality. Like the mind, the mind layers that were inside of Sadie's inside of the Max's memory head. within the memory, the memory within a memory. Like the Inception stuff's all over it still. And then um, even the stuff with love is being the key. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a very Nolan concept yeah. in his movies. And there's no dead wives in this one though. No dead no wives. wives. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was cool to like go back to a happy memory to try to stall Vecna going back to where she felt happiest, which was at the snowball dance the first time. She had her first kiss with Lucas, which is also where all the ki- where Mike and Eleven had their first kiss. And I loved when Eleven showed up inside her memories, inside her pa- the mind layer to battle Vecna, the back and forth between them. The, the battle between Vecna and Eleven was really solid. We got a little glimpse, I think, of, of what I'm sure we're going to get in the future in Season 5 of a lot more. Besides what Anthony always says, just holding hands at each other, we yeah. got objects being used, throwing each other around the rooms. Mm-hmm. It was a really cool Yeah, battle. that was a big improvement. Exactly what I wanted in, in the, as a... Uh, Adding more to the to the fight sequences. And, and Vecna, what an idiot! He could just kill the Levin. And... I hope Vecna learned his lesson just, of like just kill people just, when you have them. Yeah, you got her. Just, just like and the kids too. And, if he and didn't the make her, just I want to watch you. Well, you. I want you to watch. That's now. The, that's like, that's a main villain cliche. Yeah. That if a main villain says that, then that means that the the hero is probably going to overcome what's happening. Um, because I mean, sometimes you write yourself into a hole and you can't really get out of it. Like, how do we keep Eleven alive? And so we'll just make the villain say, I want you to watch this. Yeah. It's it's happened. It's a cliche. It's okay. I mean, I didn't, I didn't mind it that much. But when it, when it happened, I was like, oh, she's definitely going to fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> just don't leave your, the hero alive, Vecna. The See, only, yeah, Dr. The, Owens also just got left. Like, yeah. what's up with that? With him, he's just handcuffed. And he's with Sullivan, who's probably going to torture him in season five. I'm sure we'll get back at Sullivan, more Sullivan in season yeah, yeah. five as he's well. He's um, and then uh, Erica was really great. She's part of the team with Lucas and Max. And I thought their, their plan was really clever um, where she's like hiding in that playground area with the yeah. light to communicate with uh, the others inside the upside down while she's on the right side up. So that was cool. She mm-hmm. also got to kick some butt against that other jock. And other than that, uh, we had some other great characters, obviously great character moments and, you know, coming full circle with these these plots finally hit, hit, all... me, hit me with some theories for season five season five you know i was before the snowflakes of the upside down star started falling i'm like is is everything gonna stay colorful and bright like I, I was picturing a wasteland which i think we're gonna get is like an upside down wasteland in season five because uh-huh. it's gonna be a time hop we're gonna be like two or three years in the future so maybe it'll be like two, three years of the world battling the upside down and upside down monsters, and what's that going to look like? Will the world be like a post-apocalyptic wasteland? Yeah, is it is it going to be a contained area, or is it just going to spread like wildfire across the entire country? That's what I'm curious about. And then, I mean, if you release the bats, the bats will be able to fly all over the place, and the demogorgons and demodogs are so fast. So I'm very curious to see how extensive the um spread of the upside down will be uh for season five because it is a three-year time jump and maybe it'll be like it'll be like terminator like they've been battling these (laughs) creatures for years (laughs) and everything's like a fucking dystopian ruin maybe that's what they'll that's what it'll be like yeah and you know because nancy described her vision as an army of monsters not just a couple handfuls an army of monsters so i'm picturing hundreds and and thousands of demogorgons, demodogs, just everywhere. And, and this is a big season, so they gotta go even bigger than this. So if they went three hundred million dollar budget on the season, I'm sure they'll go like four hundred, five hundred million dollar budget. Maybe, on the next a, maybe a billion dollar so, budget. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe two billion dollar budget. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great when you look back at how small in scope the first season was. 
and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And now it's just gigantic. So I really like how they're, they've slowly been growing the scale of the show uh, season by season. And they haven't lost their footing really at all. And everything seems to be uh, in, a, in a good path from, from day one. And I think that season four, all in all, is the best season so far. I think it's been excellent. I yeah. still it's it's still between one and four for me, but I so think four's been excellent. The thing with one is, that, I mean, I loved one, but there's so there's a, a lot of great stuff in season four. Yeah, yeah. There's just so much that I think you can't deny that it's just really excellent season. It has been, and man, yeah. this these last two episodes were were scary. There are scary moments, you know, when Nancy was still stuck inside the mind layer of of Vecna in the opening before he showed the visions of her just going through the halls and then going into her past, his past a little bit and learning about him and then seeing the vision. That was a scary sequence of her trying to run from Vecna, then getting trapped. That was that had me going. And then just great moments like we've been talking about in this episode that really just felt tremendous to see and watch and the conclusions and reunions. But then, you know, it ends really well where Eleven is kind of just standing between the world of the, the upside down pouring into the right side up. And then her friends and family behind her, and she's just kind of just going to be this this centerpiece. Uh, hope going forward in season five of just stopping Vecna. I'm very much looking forward to it. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a perfect conclusion to the season. I think it ended really well. Uh, one of the best like finales of the show so far. Probably the best finale of the show so far, except for like in season one when we discovered that L was still alive with the Egos in the box. I thought that was really terrific. But this is really epic. I'm looking forward to. The show getting bigger in scale and scope. Uh, I'm glad that the whole gang's back together. And Elle seems to be more confident in her abilities and more capable. Uh, and I'm just super excited to see more Vecna and what extent the Upside Down will have in terms of being now in the right setup and how many monsters there are and how horrific and widespread it will be. And hopefully Max wakes up and, you know, it, it was really... Will she ever walk again? It was terrifying because her her limbs breaking and then losing her sight and she's just screaming, I can't see anything, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, I'm not ready to die. It was really, really sad. And, you know, when she, when she was gone, I was just blown away. I, I'm like, I couldn't believe they killed Max. But, you know, Eleven showing that she has powers that she doesn't even know about yet and just discovering new abilities. Can't wait to see what else she discovers about herself. Very excited about that. Don't have many fun facts, but um, I, I, I was wondering what book at the end Lucas was reading to Max inside the, the hospital room, and it's actually The Talisman, which is a book by Stephen King. And this story will actually be the next big project for the Duffer Brothers, who will team up with Steven Spielberg for the series that will also be released on Netflix in the not-so-distant future, I'm sure. That so it's it'll, an adaptation? It'll, yeah, it'll be a, mm-hmm. a series adaptation of The Talisman by Stephen King, which will be their project after Stranger Things 5 ends. I don't know that one. He's got a lot of books. He's got a lot of books. <laughs> he writes a lot. But that's what Lucas is reading to Max. Excellent. Which is a really cool little Easter egg for them to put in there. That's fun. Um, other than that, the series... Finale was tremendous. Great season. Season four, like Anthony said, could be the best. It's his favorite. It's probably my second favorite. But, man, they knocked it out of the park. They Firing sure did. on all cylinders. They sure are. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to this episode of Stranger this Things. special four Friday episode. Volume two, yeah. we are dropping this the day Stranger Things aired. So if you haven't seen it yet, obviously this is going to be a big spoilers. <laughs> spoilers <known>. after, <laughs> at the end of the episode. Let's say, okay, a spoiler warning at the end of the episode. I did a spoiler warning <laughs> at the beginning. I did. I did say it. But I'm just rambling. I'm like Robin. I'm, I'm probably most like Robin in the whole entire show. 
I just talk. By the way, we did spoil everything in this episode. <laughs> Here's your spoiler warning <laughs> to watch the finale before listening to this episode. All right, take care. <laughs> you've, you've been warned. You've been warned, everybody. Don't blame us. <laughs> All right, take care. <laughs> Goodbye, y'all. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.